Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go! Hey there, welcome back to Easy Money. I'm Jill Wright and I've got another treat for you today. I have got somebody here to talk to me about websites. I have never been interested in building my own website and so I was lucky enough that when I went through uh, the Life Coach School certification that was included in the entree track, entrepreneur track. And uh, so I was so fortunate to not have to build my own web- website. Obviously, I still had to provide all the information, all the copy and all of that, um, but they handled the actual building for me. And so some of you may have a website. You may not have a website. You may have a website that you're not too crazy about, or you may have a website that you love. And there are really lots of opinions about websites. Do you really need one? How much should you spend on your first website? What if you need to change it later? Guarantee you, you will need to change it later. (laughs) How hard will that be? So there are lots of things in a new business that feel a bit overwhelming. Building a website can definitely be one of those things. When to build it, how to build it, who to build it. All of those questions can overwhelm you, but not if you have the right person helping you and have access to all the tools that you need. Now, that's why I'm so excited to be talking to my guest today. Nancy Bischoff supports new service-based businesses through her streamlined process, uh, process for designing a beautiful website that does not drain your resources and resources being time, energy, or money. My guest today, Nancy Bischoff is on Instagram at Nancy Bischoff designs. And I will put those in the show notes as she, you can also find her at her website, www.nb, N as in Nancy, B as in Bischoff, designco.com and on Pinterest at NB Design Co. But uh, Nancy and I met in, when we were both in a mastermind together, a mastermind group, and she was a lot of, we had a lot of things in common. I felt like whenever she uh, talked in the mastermind, I felt like, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> um, there was, there's something that is so fun about being in a group and having something in common and connecting really well with somebody in that group. And so I feel like Nancy and I definitely did have a good connection. And nowadays we just meet every month or so 
and we collaborate, we just hang out, we just discuss interesting topics, we talk about what's going on in our business and things that we're struggling with. It's just a really fun and interesting time uh, just to connect. And I love our conversations each month, so I know you'll enjoy this fun conversation with Nancy Bischoff. Enjoy! Well, welcome to Easy Money Podcast, Nancy. I am so happy to have you here. I'm, I have thoroughly enjoyed our monthly conversations that we've been doing. And so I'm so glad that my audience gets to hear part of the types of things we talk about. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so I want, I want you to, I love the story of your journey into business. Um, and you don't have to go into every single detail, but I think that our audiences would both really um, benefit from hearing sort of your stops along the way and how really about how you think about your journey and how you decide where you're going now, where you're going next, you know, what you're going to sell now, what you're going to sell next, you know, all of all of those things, all of those decisions that go into building a business and um, and how you stay so I know to me you come across very clear-headed um, in your decision making about where you've taken your business. And so I would love for you to share a little bit of that with with uh, my audience. Sure. So um, I think it's a lot of trial and error being a lot of trial and a lot of error. <laughs> so I think you have to give yourself grace when you don't get it right the first time, because it's something new and none of us have had a business before. So unless you've had other businesses and been successful and have a model that you follow, I think all of us starting in this online business world are just trying to figure out how to make our mark and how to succeed because we're all different and we all have we can't do it all. So yeah. um, how I got here, I have a lot of formal education. So I started out as a teacher, um, did that. And then I got placed in a seventh grade world geography class. And mm. I knew I was not spending the rest of my life. <laughs> grade <laughs> world geography. So I had um, a roommate who was uh, in law school at the time. She was a prior roommate and we had been roommates in college. And so she said, would you come be a in my mock trial, I need a witness. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I did that. And then I, well, what do you have to do to get into law school? Because I didn't know. And she said, you have to take the LSAT. And I was like, well, I'll just take it and see what happens. So I thought if I got a good enough score, I would apply. And if I got in, I would go. And so everything just <laughs> fell in line. That I, I got a score that I thought was okay. I thought, well, I'll apply. I applied to one school, got in. Um, went. So, so then that began my law career. Um, I did not love the courtroom. I thought I would just be behind the scenes doing writing, but then you, know, you go where the jobs take you. And I ended up in the courtroom. So I tried that for a period of time and it was not where uh, I felt that I was being the most myself. It's not a place for creativity, really. I don't like to talk on the fly or being asked questions that I just don't know the answer to because your clients don't tell you the truth. <laughs> just not, it's great for some people, but wasn't uh, exactly where my gifts were. Um, but I did that for a while. And then um, having my husband and I 
actually met in court as opposing counsel. So that's an interesting uh, <laughs> tidbit. So uh, when both of us were working, um, not knowing what time you were gonna come home and having a child, it's really difficult. So I was um, trying to figure out what I could do with the hours you know, to be home more. And so I, I took a job as an interventionist in a school. So I went back to teaching and worked with kids that way. But that was what sparked my, I was doing a lot of creativity. I was creating the lessons. I worked one-on-one. -on -one, so I had to really work with the child and figure out how they were best gonna learn because they're each different. And so it was a lot of different lesson planning for, for each and it was different grades. So, but I loved it. Um, and then flash forward, I decided, my husband and I meet every year and have an annual meeting of where we want our family to go. What vacations are we interested in taking? What is the child interested in as far as camps go? What are extracurricular activities are we gonna do? What, uh, what do we have any donations that we're working toward? Like what, what do we wanna do? And so this particular year I said, I wanna have my own business. And I said, I don't know what I need to do, but I just, I really wanna do that. And he said, okay, let's make it happen. So I started out with the easiest thing that I knew how to do that wasn't a lot of startup and that was tutoring because I already knew how to do that. And I liked working with kids and I knew I could work one-on-one -on -one and get them um, you know, the help they needed. So that was in February of 2020. And then the pandemic hit in March. Mm. So tutoring wasn't the best choice. Now, yes, there were a lot of people that needed online tutors, but everybody was taking their classes online, my daughter included. So I didn't have the time to invest in spending. We were all just trying to get through it and we didn't know how long it would last. It was like, oh, you're gonna be out of school for two weeks. And then it was the whole school year and then it was the summer and then it still went on and on and on. So it wasn't anything that I could jump into. And then in looking at business models, all this time I was learning, reading, trying to figure it out and to trade time for money, $20 an hour, I'm never gonna make any money because I only wanna work three hours a day, <laughs> so $20, it's just, it wasn't worth the expense. So I thought, what could I do again? What can I do with what I already know and move forward? So I thought coaching would be a good way to, I, I like helping people, it's on the same thing. I liked the content creation because you're still creating content. So when I had started the business, I had a website and it was designed for me. So when I wanted to change to coaching, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to, update my blog. I didn't know how to take the date off. I didn't know how to change services. I was afraid to touch it because it was very pretty and I didn't want to mess it up, but I didn't know even how to begin. So I started learning about Squarespace and that's where my site was on and decided that I loved it and I wanted to learn more about that. So I took courses on Squarespace and that's what led to my web design business. And now I design, um, websites for beginner businesses, a lot of coaches, uh, but I've done all kinds of fields, just uh, service-based businesses that need like a five-page website. So I don't go into e-commerce or any products or other than, you know, maybe a digital product, but very, very light, just service-based uh, businesses. And I just keep learning and growing and I've got to work with all, all kinds of um, new businesses. And it's just, it, it feeds my well, one, love of knowledge, and then two, just differing. I get to meet with different people in different businesses, and each one has a different value and different mission statement and what they want out of their business. And I love finding that out and trying to make that come to life with words or design or copy or a feeling when you land on your site. So that's how it 
very circuitous room. <laughs> um, <laughs> it all comes together because there is an element of teaching because uh-huh. like myself, I want them to be able to take a date off their blog if they want to, or not feel like, like I was like just so nervous to even type anything on there where they can just, you know, change the date if they need to. Um, the other thing is, I had the legal background. The first thing I check on websites is, is there a privacy policy and is there, uh, or are there terms and conditions listed on there? And if people don't have that, that's the one thing that's just a flag because you need those. Um, so I can talk to the client about that as well. And I think that's something that just gives me a unique, all of it kind of working together, my background to, to be in this arena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that is kind of fascinating because, I mean, if you took your starting point on that journey you just described and your ending point, I mean, if you had tried to do that on purpose, it's almost like, you know, you're trying to shoot something in the wastebasket across the room, or you're trying to, you know, you're on the putt-butt course and you're trying to make a hole in one. It's like, sometimes the way those things happen, it's like, oh, I would never be able to do that again in a million years. And (laughs) I mean, that's what our, our journeys are supposed to be like. And I think so many times we judge ourselves for, um, you know, all of those twists and turns that we feel like, oh, we're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. And you are, we're actually getting exactly where you were supposed to be. So, um, you know, in, in our conversations each month, uh, one thing that, that I'm really, that I really uh, admire about you is that you don't seem like you um, are under the weight of all of the shoulds. Like, it just seems like you're very open-handed with your journey to building your business and, um, to just keeping that fun and that energy and that, uh, that alignment with who you are in every aspect of your business. So, is that, um, is that something that you do on purpose? Is that something that comes naturally? Like, how does that come about for you? It comes naturally because I, you know, if, if you tell the world and when I did say, I'm going to leave law and take a part-time job in a school working with kids, they're like, has she lost her mind? (laughs) (laughs) And I got that question a lot. Um, luckily my husband is used to my ideas and sometimes he'll say now that one's a little far-fetched like when I wanted to uh, fly a hot air balloon he's like let's think about this because you actually have to take lessons (laughs) he said you can't really back out of the garage without taking off a mirror and you you know knock over the trash can every time those are true statements so maybe a hot air balloon isn't you know the the so he's just you know, take a few days and see how you feel. <laughs> so it's nice to have a sounding board too, because sometimes my ideas can be a little, okay, maybe that's not the right one to pursue now. Um, but I also don't, you know, I don't really, uh, not that I never fall into the should, because I want to say at times, I think it would be really nice. Like my mom was a teacher and she woke up when she was a little girl and she wanted to be a teacher and she became a teacher and that was what she did her whole life. She never questioned it. She never, and I never had that. I have wanted to be like a stewardess, a pilot, 
a truck driver for a while, a, a nurse, my uh, roommate was a nurse. And I was like, well, I could do this until I read about a couple of paragraphs. I'm like, no, I cannot do that. <laughs> I can't handle blood. And I didn't want to read any more of what she was reading. Um, but I think I just don't worry about, I just do what comes naturally to me because I have embraced that I am quirky. I have embraced that I am not like everybody else and everybody is on Facebook and I'm not. And so I just know that I'm going to do things differently. So it does come into play sometimes when I, you get the um, comparison mindset, like, oh, yeah. they're doing all of this and I'm not. But then I have to back down to like, well, who are you? You are not the Facebook person anyway. And it is your life is not, you're not missing anything because you're not posting on there every day. And I've still managed to get business, even though I don't dance on Instagram or, you know, do TikToks. <laughs> so I think it's just, you have to be natural. And, that, and that's where I have been able to really, you know, most of my business right now comes from referrals because people that have worked with me like me and they're, you know, um, ask me to work with somebody else or introduce me to somebody else. And, it, and, and that's been really helpful. So I think if that's working, then I don't have to dance, <laughs> which is probably grateful. Uh, and I can just kind of be my own person. And, and, you know, that's the two with um, coaching and trying, when you look at everything online there, you know, it's, you have to have a blog, you have to have an Instagram account, you have to have a TikTok account, you have to have Pinterest, you have to have LinkedIn, you, there's not enough time in the day to have actual clients and to be on all of those platforms giving it 100%. So I think it's, you know, the important thing is to figure out what is best for you and where do you want to show up and where are your people showing up? And that's what you focus on. So for me, I like to write blogging. It's a long-term commitment because it takes a while to build up, but that's where I've decided to focus because that's something I really like. And I think I can help um, with the articles I post on, you know, how to improve your website, how you start a website. If, even if you want to DIY, what would be the, the best way to start that? Um, but also, uh, you know, just knowing that I want to work with businesses too, that are starting. So that gives me a little bit, once I knew that that's where my heart really was, I would love to mm -hmm. help the mom that wants to start her own business like I did. And I had no idea where to start. And I feel I have an advantage because I did have law school. So there's a lot of paperwork involved. You have to file an LLC. Um, and so I feel, you know, I could just, I, I did that. I didn't have to hire anybody. I could do my own and not be intimidated by it. But I think if you're just starting out, you're like, there's so much to do when starting a business and it can be overwhelming. Um, that it's helpful to have somebody just break it down and say, it's not that bad, just one step at a time and don't try and do it all. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to lay out sort of the first three steps for a new coach or entrepreneur, um, hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot too much. <laughs> I mean, um, I kind of have an idea of what I would say, but I'm curious what you would say are the most important things for them to worry about first. I would say growing their confidence because their business is 100% about selling and how they come across. And that can be something that is intimidating. And if you don't have come, well, you could work with me. I've never had a client before, but I would, you know, and so I'm really cheap because or do you want to work with them and say, I guarantee I can help you. I have, I'm a new coach, but I have worked with all these women that have had um, proven changes. They have come out and, do, and so you, the way you approach it would be one set, one 
way, I also think just to not be overwhelmed by all of the things that you can get you thrown off because you can be busy in your business for 80 hours a week and still not make any headway. Yeah. So pick a platform, pick one that you really like that you want to get on and engage and, and stick with that. It, it's, it is all trial and error. So it, if that's not working after about a three to six months, then you know maybe that's not the one for you and then you switch it up but you, you you don't know until you try. So, yeah. but you don't have to be on all of them. Give one or two of them your all, and then see what works best for you. Um, the other thing I would say, like even though I do websites, <laughs> I don't believe you need that to start. You just need to have an audience. So whether you're collecting emails or whether you're doing your audience on stories or whether you're creating things on Pinterest, you just need to have somewhere for them to go. And even to start with a one-page website works just as well. You just need a place where you can have people go to find information about you. So um, I think like that could be an Instagram page or it could be a Pinterest page or it could be just one, a one-page website. I will say that to look professional, if you are asking for high ticket um, income. So your coaching package is say $1,500 or whatever it is. That's, that would be, you know, considered a lot of money to some. Um, if, if you're out there on a free website, it just makes you look cheap because if you're asking them to pay, but you're not willing to pay for a professional website, um, I always, it just makes you question uh, me anyway. And that might not be everybody's opinion, but if, if you're trying to do something for free, I think if you're going to have a business, go all in make it a business site, get the LLC, get yourself protected um, and, and really start it and give it your all. Because if you just say, well, I'm just going to do this on the side. Now, if you have to start as a side hustle because you have a full-time job or, you know, that's, we all start somewhere. So I'm not saying that, but make it professional, make everything you do professional and then it will just grow from there. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm sure if you asked, a hundred people, you would probably get like 95 different answers. That's right. That's to that question. My yeah. opinion. And, then yeah. ask me this. and that's why you can get down the rabbit hole. Of what am I supposed to do? All of these people have, and I think you find, you know, a couple that you really like and they are successful and you want to emulate them, but also like take it with a grain of salt, what works for you because yeah. if you're successful in that one way, that might not be what is best for you. And so, or they have, maybe other um, means of support or, and you, you're right. trying to go all in and you yeah. pay rent. And so it's different than somebody that's, you know, just doing it for fun and has, you yeah. Know. Make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Right. <laughs> and not apples to uh, <laughs> steak dinner. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has a different definition of success for me the yeah. reason I did it was to have freedom flexibility I didn't want to have it wasn't about the amount of money I made it was I don't want to have to go to my boss and say my daughter needs to be picked up early from school because she's throwing up can I leave I want to be able yeah. to do that I want yeah. to be able to be there after school with her and work on the homework or do activities and I don't want to have to you know, work a job that's from five in the morning till two in the afternoon. So I can have, you know, and now with the way I have it set up, we can do it. We can work at the same time. I can, it's just all very, very flexible. And yeah. I try and schedule actual conversations with people, you know, when she's at school or in the actual workday and then the evenings and afternoons, I can have more flexible work schedule, which is really my definition of success, not having to 
ask somebody permission to, you know, be with your family. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that would, that would be one of the things that I would list as one of the things to do first is really to decide what this needs to look like for you. Like, you know, what do you want to invest? What do you, what is most important to you? Is it flexibility? Is it freedom? Is it um, financial reward? Is it, you know, knowing what it is that you want this for um, and what it is that you want it to ideally look like, then you can start to craft because you may, you have to make a lot of decisions as an entrepreneur. And so having something to ground those decisions in, you know, a set of values, um, a mission, a vision, not that those, any of those have to be complicated. It can just be three simple bullet points. Um, when you start thinking about what's your mission, what's your purpose, why are you here? What are you here to do? Um, just asking really powerful questions like that and, and establishing a foundation upon which you can make those future decisions yeah. will really help ground you and anchor you in um, who you are so that you can filter your decisions from that. And then you don't have to make it mean, oh, I'm not doing that, even though that coach or that business owner is doing X, Y, Z, um, being able to come back to that, that foundation and say, yeah, that's the decision that I made for me because that's, that's what I wanted. They might want something completely different. They might have a completely different objective, completely different mission, vision, purpose, even um, why they're doing it or, or what's most important to them. So, so I think that to me, that would be like the, the first um, thing to, to be able to give yourself is that foundation upon which you can make really powerful decisions for your business and for your family. Yeah. And I recommend writing that down. So on the days when you're like frustrated <laughs> or just like, Oh, and they will come. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> then you have that and you know, like, this is why I'm doing it. Not only for the flexibility for my family, but who do I want to help? Like for me, I'm like, I really want to help the new businesses. And so if it takes me longer to help them set up an email service that I wasn't planning on because they should already have that done. <laughs> but that's who I want to help. So do I take the time and do that? Yes. But then that's why I'm in this business anyway. So yeah. Um I, I think that if if you forget, it's good to have it written down. So I have my I have mine written down. I have then a little book. Um I had it on my phone, but it's buried in all of my notes. So that wasn't mm-hmm. a good spot for me. <laughs> so it had to be in a notebook. I know exactly where to go with um that and kind of what my goals are. So each year yeah. um an income goal, but really um ha- I do it by how many people I have a goal to help for that particular year. So it's increased because when I first started I wasn't able to do as many and I didn't but now that I you know have a little more experience I can help more and so I'm like each year the number goes up to how I yeah yeah and knowing because you're such a learner and that is you know one of your I think that's one of your top strengths too right yes yeah and knowing that about yourself helps you establish that framework so I like that you you um just talked about that 
because when you're making decisions on the scope of your services, you can make those decisions from a place of, okay, what's best for my client and what's best for me. What's best for me is, is to learn more about that so that I can either know that I don't want to learn anymore about that (laughs) or know about it so that I can help future clients. Right. right? And so that's a decision that you can make from a very powerful and very purposeful place versus making that decision from lack and scarcity, which would look like, oh, hey, if I don't do this for her, she's going to, you know, not give me a good review or she might fire me or those, those are scarcity thoughts, but doing it from a very powerful and purposeful place. Does this make sense for me? Does this make sense for them? Because maybe you're not the best person to do a particular thing for that client, you know, when they ask you a question. So they may ask you something that's not in your wheelhouse and that you don't feel um, plays to your strengths that you maybe don't want to learn about. And, you know, it may serve them better to actually refer them out to help them find a resource for that. I think so, so too. Yeah. And when I'm um, first having an initial conversation with the client as well, deciding what platform they want to be on. So if Squarespace, if they already have a blog and they've been blogging for 10 years, you probably don't want to switch that to Squarespace. So you want to look at that as well. And so just look at the overall picture of what, what is their goal and beginner businesses that have never had a website before haven't been, you know, Squarespace is the perfect place to start because there's it's a small learning curve compared to WordPress, which I'm still learning and finding to be very difficult. And I think show it's very beautiful, but it can also have a higher learning curve. So it just depends on the client. But if you're starting a new business and it's not web design, you probably don't want to be investing in learning all about that. You want to be working more on your business. So that's why I recommend Squarespace to new um, businesses because they can, I have a friend that's a dentist um, and he's on a WordPress site and he's had, you had the money to pay for developers, but now he wants to change the hours for his summer hours. And he can't because the mm-hmm. way it's set up, he can't just go into the page and click on it and change it. It will affect all the child parent relationships on the oh, site. Wow. Like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the person to help you with that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> because it's too complex as far as the web, web development, maybe in a, a year or so, cause I'm in a class, but um, I think that that's why I like Squarespace, um, just for a peace of mind when you're starting out and you don't have to learn as much, um, when you're learning everything else, everything is new, you know, you need to know how to have an, what email are you going to use or what is your business name going to be? You have to be thinking about trademarks. Are you going, what are your signature offers going to be? And it's just, like you said, so many decisions. And if you just add one more, it's just like, it's so, such a big learning curve. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that, that I really have noticed as we've built our relationship um, over the past several months um, is that you just seem extremely good at leveraging and squeezing out all of the goodness from the process and learning from everything you do, like you talked about earlier, you kind of just take everything with a grain of salt, because I've seen a lot of 
entrepreneurs um, sort of start to get really stuck in what doesn't work and, you know, get really uh, deep into, you know, like, oh, maybe I'm meant, not meant for this. Maybe I don't have what it takes and just get to that point of, you know, what's the point anyway, this is never going to be successful, just getting really stuck in the mud when it comes to things not working in their business. And what I've noticed about you is you seem to move on pretty easily. Now, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe that's part of uh, the ADHD. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, do, I do move on quickly. Um, and I do like, I do suffer from shiny object syndrome. So if something else seems exciting, I will be more interested in that. Um, I also think that you're going to fail. So the point is just why didn't it work? did it not work because you didn't do it? Like um, I have an envelope sitting on my counter downstairs. It's not working because it didn't get into the post office. <laughs> so my friend that should be getting a, you know, a gift in the mail is not getting it because it's just sitting there. So is that your problem? Like you're just not doing what you should be doing and then saying you're failing or did it go there and, you know, it got lost in the mail. So you actually did your part, but you had no control over what, what happened to that letter. Kind of the same thing, like control, yeah. what you control, do what you're supposed to do. But if it doesn't work, don't blame yourself first. Why isn't it working? A, did yeah. you do everything in your power to do it? B, did you have the right resources? Because if you didn't, if, or if you put the letter, you know, it's a post office and you gave it to FedEx, you're using the wrong resource there. It's not going to get where it needs to go. So you have to look at the overall picture. And so I think really that's partly because I'm, you know, I am a little bit nerdish. So uh, <laughs> what didn't work and why? So you look at the why of why it didn't work and, you know, it, it can go back. Well, did I do what I was supposed to? No, I took a nap or I decided to read a book or, I just didn't want to do it because I put it off. And so you look at that too, and you have to be honest. You, you yeah. can't I'm giving it my all. You could be giving a lot of your time and energy, but is it in the right ways to move your business forward? So if you're never telling anybody you have an offer, if you're not talking about your business, people ask you what you do and you're like, oh, I'm just doing this online thing, but you're not telling them I'm a coach. I've seen great results. I have great clients. Um, let me tell you about it. And then they could be interested or not, but at least you're talking about it and, you know, being more confident in what you do and, and talking about you know, your, your service. Yeah. So what I heard, I mean, the big thing I heard you say was don't blame yourself first. So yeah. kind of a lot of my clients, I mean, that's their default response. It's like, oh, there must be something wrong with me instead of there must be something wrong with the process or what step, you know, did it go off track? You know, right. instead of looking at the data, they immediately, and I mean, that makes it very difficult to solve the problem, right? Because right. you're looking at the wrong problem. You're right. not the problem. There's something in that process that you need to tweak. And when you're focused on yourself being the problem, then you're not looking at the real problem. So you're not finding the real solution, which is only going to spiral you into more things not working. Right. So, and then I heard you say, be honest with yourself. Like, what is your role in that? What acknowledge and own, take ownership of what you do control right. and how you are showing up and then 
make a decision, right? Take control to the next thing that you're in control of. So, so if it did get lost in the mail, now what? So what now what? Right. <laughs> what can I do? I can send another one. Right. I can, um, you know, maybe if, if I, if there's tracking on it, I can maybe file a loss, you know, a, a claim on it, you know, um, so many of us get kind of spiraling in because of that, that belief that I'm the problem, right? Right. We don't look for the real problem. So if we think we're the problem, then we're not going to identify those other solutions. Right. I think that's where coaching comes in too. Sometimes it's just helpful to have somebody else that's looking outside of your bubble to ask the right questions, to pull you out of that. So you, then you just have more confidence. Okay. It's not my fault. And there are other solutions and you're just sometimes so blindsided because it just seems so daunting or you just one decision after another, or there's a couple of failures in a row and you're just like, you know, you're spiraling down the wrong way. So if you have a sounding board that just says, why don't we look at this a different way um, can really help. So we didn't, we did talk about what beginner coaches need, but I think all of them need a coach themselves because I don't think that you can move forward. You can, I'm not saying you can't move forward. We can all do personal development and be better humans, but I think you will get there faster. And if if growing a business is what you really want to do, it helps to have a coach that can move you along and keep you grounded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So how can, if, if, you know, there's new coaches out there listening to this and they don't have a website or they maybe don't like their website. How can they get in touch with you? How can they get help from you? How can they learn more about you? I do have an Instagram account that I haven't posted on since I think, I think I did new happy new year's. <laughs> so I'm trying to get more active in that because I have several blog posts out now. So that's my goal. Um, I'm on Pinterest. And I also, my website is the best place because you can contact me directly from there. You can look at um, my site and see if you like my style. You can also, I have a a couple of blogs on there and anytime I do an interview or um, do some tutorials there, there as well. So um, I can find all that. And that is www.nbdesignco.com, but we can link that too. nbdesignco.com, Nancy Bischoff designco.com. Okay. I will definitely link that in the show notes. I really have enjoyed this conversation, just like I enjoy (laughs) all of our conversations, but I really appreciate all of the insight and the wisdom that you offered people out there just starting or, um, you know, ramping back up. Some of us, you know, get, get the shoulds and the quits and we kind of slow down for a little while. So anybody that is, you know, trying to reinvigorate their business and <laughs> get back going again, um, you know, reach out to Nancy and get help with that and reach out to me and, and get help with the mindset piece of it and the scarcity piece of it. So I really appreciate you, Nancy, and I look forward to our next conversation. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a good time. I'll tell you what I have been so blessed in the people that I've met since I've become a coach and the people that I've been able to connect with, have conversations with, collaborate with, um, people that I've been involved in their business and they've been involved in mine. It's just the people that I've been in groups and masterminds with. This is just such an amazing community. And I know that 
I myself personally have not even scratched the surface of the amazingness in the life coaching community and in the um, world of small business owners. It is just amazing. So there are a few things that I hope you caught in Nancy's journey as she was talking about her journey to becoming a website designer. It was, to me, it was very interesting. I hope you found it as interesting as I did. But just in case you didn't catch these parts, I just wanted to highlight them because I think it's so important to remember as you're going on this journey, as you're exploring your, uh, your role as an entrepreneur, your role as a coach, as you're building your business, I think it's so important to remember some of these, these things and to remember what kind of attitude you want to go into this journey with, especially if you're just starting out, you can skip a lot of the drama and the getting stuck and, you know, missing out on certain things in your business if you know this up front and you know what to look for. So it really is all about the mindset you use in approaching your business and your life because your attitude about the journey so influences what that journey holds for you and your experience on the journey. And if you're going to be on a journey, wouldn't you rather enjoy and get something out of the experience instead of just getting from point A to point B. Now, Nancy mentioned that the way she ended up going to law school and becoming a lawyer was she said yes to some things just because they sounded interesting to her at the time. Just happened to be where she was at and she just happened to be open to what was right in front of her and the opportunities that presented themselves. You know, not every one of those yeses actually worked out to be something that she wanted to do long term. She said she didn't enjoy being in the courtroom. Um, but it doesn't mean, um, you know, it, they aren't where she ended up spending the rest of her life. And that's okay because they did lead her further along her journey and served such a valuable purpose in her sub subsequent endeavors. She became a teacher and that led her to be invited by her friend to participate in a mock trial, which then led her to apply to law school, get accepted, complete her law degree, and go on to become a lawyer. Now, a lot of that knowledge that she gathered during that part of her journey, she uses as a website designer because she works with new business owners, new entrepreneurs. She has a lot of that legal knowledge that she can then use to that she can then share with those new business owners as sort of um, just a, an additional uh, area of knowledge that she can contribute to that relationship with her clients and make their journeys easier. And you know that this podcast is all about making things easier. And that certainly makes things easier for her clients for, you know, them to have access to her knowledge that she has gained in her teaching career, in her law career. So as her journey progressed, she met her husband. And had she not become a lawyer, because some of us might say, oh yeah, I did that law school thing and I went on to become a lawyer, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. And then we would proceed to judge ourselves for wasting all that time and money, right? 
But had she not become a lawyer, would she have met her husband in the courtroom? So she met her husband, they went on to have a child, and if that hadn't happened, would she have looked for an option for a more flexible schedule in order to care for her daughter? And would she have gotten into tutoring? And if she hadn't gotten into tutoring, and if she hadn't been a former teacher, she wouldn't have gotten into tutoring most likely because would she have chosen tutoring as her first business? She said, well, that just seemed like the easiest thing to try. And so if she hadn't gotten into tutoring, would that have led her to her current business? So, you know, all of that stuff led her to explore all of her options along the way and be open to all that she had in front of her. And voila, she's doing some things that she loves and she's such a perfect fit for helping new businesses build a beautiful website because of all that she has learned herself all along the way. If she hadn't built that website um, or hadn't had that website built and then switched um, businesses, then she wouldn't have decided to try to see if she could figure it out herself and she wouldn't have learned all of that. So all of her past endeavors perfectly prepared her for her current role, for her current business. And it's quite likely that all of that experience along with her current role is perfectly preparing her for her next role. And so don't discount anything that you've done, anything that you've experienced, anything you're currently doing, whether it's successful or not successful, whether you feel like it was a waste of time or not. My point is to embrace every part of your journey while you're on that journey and looking back on your journey because you can trust that it has perfectly prepared and is perfectly preparing you for your next destination. I hope you enjoyed this fun conversation with Nancy Bischoff. Be sure to connect with Nancy on her website and on Instagram at Nancy Bischoff Designs or nbdesignsco.com. I think that's the right, <laughs> I think I'm remembering the right website, but I will post it in the um, d- description, the podcast description and the show notes. So be sure to check out everything she has to offer. And, you know, even if you don't need her help right now, she's definitely an amazing person to get connected with. She has a lot of knowledge and she's just so much fun to talk with. So I will see you next week right here on Easy Money. Bye y'all. Love what you heard today? There's more where that came from. Just head on over to jillthemoneycoach.com and get your free and simple financial freedom guide. Stop worrying about money. Stop trying to manage your time. Instead, create ease and freedom in your business. It's the first step to making money easier. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. See you then. Thank you.